good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. I'm just glad you're here. You're listening to Get Real with Coach E Podcast. Pull up that chair, sink back in that sofa, lay back in that recliner, grab that drink, grab that snack, throw that blanket over them toes, turn up that radio dial in your car, turn up that boombox in the gym. Let's get this thing rolling. Let's enjoy this together. Let me just start with two words. Thanks. Thanks for being here, for tuning in and listening. And congratulations for being part of the very beginning of this journey that I'm excited to share with you. I hope this is a bit of a light of, in your day and maybe even a little bit of motivation and inspiration for you and your life, whether it be in sports, your family, or just every day. Let's get after it. Let me start with just telling you, I haven't listened to many podcasts. I wanted this to be raw, hence the name, Getting Real with Coach E. I didn't try to be different with this thing. I don't want to be, I don't want to stand out. I just want to go with my heart and my head. And recently, because of, well, let's be honest, this current state we're in with COVID, I'm not able to do what I love, my passion of coaching, and a little bit of what I'm going to tell you about today. So what, what else can I do to send the message that I'd like to send? Then this podcast. So again, I just want to thank you for being here and be part of this with me. We're going to get after it. We're going to have not just a story, not just my story that I want to tell the story of local athletes that have made it to where they wanted to go. I want to tell the story of public figures that have made it through whatever they've had to go through, pushed on through, made it, made it to where they wanted to go. I want to bring in guests that you can listen to that have been where you've been in a youth sports team or part of a debate team, whatever it might be, or just everyday life. I want to bring people in that will tell a story that will help ignite something in you and bring more motivation to where you're trying to go. I want you to be able to set your goals, let your goals be heard and reach those goals. If you're an athlete or have been an athlete in the past, if you're a coach, if you even just like sports, you're gonna love this podcast. If you like your family, if you love your family, if you love those that are your brothers and sisters or people that you call your brothers and sisters, this is going to be for you. It's going to be to motivate you. It's going to be here to hopefully tell you something that's going to help you get to that next step of where you're trying to go. And we're not just going to have guests. We'll have a chance to go live on our social media, whether it be Facebook or Instagram. We'll give you a chance to come tell your story or be part of the story that's being told. You can ask questions and interact with us as we do this thing. This isn't just our platform. This is yours too. I don't want any story or any experience to be wasted. What you've been through, what I've been through, or whoever comes on this podcast, that can help ignite something in someone else to help them move forward. So today I'm gonna to start by sharing a little bit of my story and the reasons why sports family and the people within all of that have helped me be where I'm at today. I would be wrong if I didn't start with telling you that it all started with my older brother, Tony, which by the way, just got back from a deployment uh, for a year. So Tony, thank you so much for your service and thank you for everything you've done. Uh, I look up to you greatly and I just think um, that I'm a big portion of why I'm here and why the passion of what I do is because of you. So Tony, I thank you so much. It all started with my older brother because I looked up to him because he loved football so much that he would even take me to the high school football practices just to watch the high school football team. He loved it a lot. Didn't I won't say he was that great but he loved taking me and being part of it. I went to Friday night lights, football games. I got to meet 
Jason Clayton. I remember his name. He's just, he was the running back then. He went to college and I don't know what he did after that, but it was so cool to know who Jason Clayton was because he was the guy who scored all the touchdowns and all this stuff. And there was even a chance that I got to be on the sideline and just being part of that and seeing something so real. That, in my opinion, was maybe my first real passion in life. I got to see a team, a bunch of people that had one common goal come together and work so dang hard to get to that goal. And that's a little bit of what I want to share, not only today in my story, but with this podcast is how, how did you get to where you were? What's your story? What motivated you? What did you have to press on through to get to where you are? My brother, I've looked up to him for a, a really long time. And one of the things he always did was hug me, maybe kiss me on the forehead. And I think that's exactly where I started thinking about the idea of brotherhood. So I think I took that brotherhood though. And when I moved from Las Vegas to Washington, we moved because things were kind of tough with our family. My brother had also moved away because he went into the Air Force. So I found myself in a little bit of a spot to where I was a little bit lost. But when I came here to Washington and I started going to the local church, I didn't know much about faith at the time. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But instantly I found some guys that now till this day, I call my brothers. We started an accountability group. We did all kinds of things where we met on a weekly basis. And it just makes me think back to what my brother showed me, not only with just a football team, but just being my brother. It doesn't matter if he was my blood or not, but he really showed me what a brotherhood was. So within church, when I started hanging out with those guys, I really saw another way brotherhood works together. So now I've got, you got to think, I've got my older brother who's showing me brotherhood. Now I've got these guys that I've met who, because of our common goal, just like a football team, we, we've come together as, a, as, as, as we're trying to get to a goal. We're trying to, we're trying to be the same. We've got the same motivation, I guess, is what, what I'm trying to say. So now I've fallen in love with a little bit of like ministry, right? I've gotten older. Let's say I'm, I'm basically now in high school and I've gotten to the point to where ministry has become such a thing for me and helping people is now a new thing that's developed in, in my, I guess, in my heart or my life, right? And so I thought, man, I really like my youth pastor. This guy's pretty cool. He comes out and he hangs out with us all the time. He even takes us out on days that aren't Wednesday or Sunday when we're having youth group or whatever. And he's investing in us. So let's go back, right? We got football team, brotherhood, we're coming together. You've got coaches giving time to those guys. They've got family at home and all stuff, but they want to build this brotherhood, right? You've got this guy that believes in something that just wants to make sure that everyone believes in that same thing and they're motivated by that same thing. And he's giving his time and he's investing in these people. So I wanted to do the same thing. So I think that's a little bit of where my... Next part, of, I guess, of my journey started. One of the things that we're going to talk about in this, and I wanted to share today, was making your goals heard. So I sat down with uh, my youth pastor. His name is Scott Sears. He was a great guy. Um, I'm still in touch with him, actually, until this day. Um, but I sat down with him, and I told him, man, I really like what you do, and I really like um, how much you, you show love and, and, and care and invest in, the, in, the, in, in everybody that you're that you're helping and you're teaching. 
and I want to be part of this. I want to be part of something. And so they didn't really have an internship program or anything like that. But he said, well, I'm going to take you under my wing. I'm going to let you start doing things with the junior high. So I got to be basically like a stand-in youth pastor for the junior high. And I can't tell you how good it felt that first Sunday morning when I gave the lesson, the Sunday school lesson, um, and the questions that were given after, um, and the and the kids that came up and wanted to know a little bit more about what I was speaking about, and the fact that I right there got to give a little bit more to the, each person that came up to me and 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 listened and wanted to know more about what we were talking about. Still to this day, I've got kids that are now not kids; they're actually peers. I actually worked with one um, at my current job that. I've known since he was a sixth grader and still to this day, he reaches out to me about life stuff. Um, and it doesn't always have to be about faith. It's just life stuff and helping each other out. And I, and so that part of it is something that's always going to stick with me being able to not only tell of my story or what I believe in, but also give back to somebody else's life. So I did that for a few years. My youth pastor ended up leaving and then uh, his secretary and her husband ended up taking over the youth ministry. And because I was doing uh, such a good job, I'm hoping, <laughs> with, uh, with the junior high youth group, they allowed me to continue it. And so I, I went for it. And because I wanted, I, because I thought I wanted to do this for the rest of my life, I made sure, again, that I made my goals heard. I started telling a lot of people that I wanted to be a youth pastor of my own youth group. Because at some point, I knew that they were going to hire somebody in. So I made my goals heard and I, that I wanted to be a youth pastor. So after a little bit of time, I did get a job at a church. And it was, it was good. And there was a lot of great things that came out of it. But for whatever reason, that door had closed in my life. There, there came a point to where being part of that church wasn't good for, for me and maybe for some of those that were on staff. But that's okay because each church has their own way, way they want to do things, just like a football team or just like a coach. They have their own way of wanting to do things and you want to find where you fit. So that was fine. But then when I went back to my old church at that point, they had already hired a new youth pastor. And this is where a little bit of my story became a little bit of a struggle. Because when I found out that I showed up there and I wasn't really a fit for that ministry or that team, instead of trying to figure out how to fit or be part of it, I, I left. And I got to a point to where I didn't know what I was doing. I was, I was living just kind of empty. I wasn't, I wasn't using these passions that I had, whether it be football or brotherhood or helping youth or whatever. I wasn't doing anything. But again, I made it known to people that I was, I was missing something. So then I was introduced to Young Life. And for those of you that don't know what Young Life is, we, uh, it's an organization that teaches or tries to show the light of, of faith, right, um, in Jesus Christ. And again, just so you know, this podcast, I'm not going to talk about faith all the time. I'm just telling my story, and, and part of my story is the faith um, that, I've, that I have in my life and, and, and that journey that, that I've been on. So Young Life, it tells you of that, and it tells junior hires and high schoolers, it gives them a chance to hear it, um, whether it be a fun event, whether it's a mile-long 
not really a mile long, but maybe a hundred yard long uh, ice cream sundae event or a all-nighter with uh, movies or a volleyball tournament, whatever it may be. It was a way to reach out to kids on a less serious level, show them that they can be loved. Um, and then at the very like last segment of whatever event there is, there's a chance to hear about why we're here. So I did that for a little while and I loved it because it still got me to connect with people um, that in youth that maybe were needing something, whether it be an older brother or somebody just to kind of speak into their lives and, and, and help them in any way. But I came to a point to where because I'm so passionate about these things, it wasn't enough. And so I had to figure out where can I go from here that I can not only help people, but I can use my passions at a whole other level. Be a part of Young Life I was introduced to the idea of outreach and I wasn't, I didn't know much about outreach. You've heard it in the minute in like doing youth ministry stuff and all that stuff, but I didn't really know what it was until my time with young life. So like I said, it wasn't enough for me though. I still wanted to help more and more my way, I guess, with my passions and whatever, what, whatever it really ignites the fire within me. And it was like a light bulb went off. Football. I absolutely love football. My brother early on, that was my very first passion of my life because my brother, who I looked up to, showed me football. So wait a second. You're telling me that the love and the brotherhood and all that stuff that I love investing into people, I can do that not in a church? I can do that on a football team? And oh, wait, I can coach those kids and do this all together? Man, mind blown. So with that, my younger brothers, I coach them a little bit here and there. And I coach them in basketball. We actually did really good. We didn't, I don't even think we lost a game, to be honest with you. But it wasn't the same. I loved coaching, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't the same because it wasn't the passion of football. So it wasn't until I met my first son. And let me explain for a second. I say first son because he's not my firstborn son because he's not mine blood. But he's mine. He's my son. And in a later podcast, you'll meet him. I'm sure of it. And that's a story in itself. And I can't wait to tell you that story. But it wasn't until I met him. He was barely a toddler. I gave, I put so much into, into him as far as just uh, morals and just the way of life and all that stuff. And he gained a passion for football as well. And he wanted to play football. And that's when I decided, all right, here's where I'm really going to dive in. I'm going to coach, but I'm going to coach football. And I'm going to coach it the way that I've always dreamed of. And, it, and in the years that I've coached my son, he's older now, he's in high school, and uh, I don't I coach him on the side. Uh, but in the years that I did coach him in youth football, I got to take a bunch of those guys together year after year and see not just on the field, but at home and out to the movies and out to the restaurants to go out to eat. I got to see that brotherhood of my son and his buddies on the team that have now become his brothers. I got to see the real life 
if, I guess, uh, the real life growth of that brotherhood that I, that, that I so much yearned for. And, and man, can I do this? Can I still have that same impact that I had teaching it within the, the walls of a church? And again, it's not faith. It's just love and brotherhood. Can I teach this? Can I, can I start this? Because at the end of the day, no matter what faith or religion or whatever part you're, you're part of, the common denominator is love. And I, that, that's my passion. If, if you're not going to hear it today, you'll hear it episode after episode. My passion is loving people. And so the fact that I saw these kids not only fall in love with the sport, but fall in love with that friendship that they had with each other and that brotherhood that they're so much part of, it was unreal. So then enter in my second son, right? My firstborn son, right? I started coaching him now. And now I'm seeing it over and over at home again and all that stuff. And this last year, we, we actually made it to the semifinals and we lost. And I go up to him and I'm like, hey, buddy, it's all right because he's crying. I go, hey, buddy, it's okay, man. You, you, we lose. You, don't, you, don't, you can't win everything. And he looks at me with tears in his eyes. And obviously, I'm crying now because my kid's crying. <laughs> and we just lost, let's be honest. But he looks up at me and he says, I'm going to miss my brothers. I'm going to miss my brothers. I'm going to miss being with them every day. And so that's where it really got big to me. And that's where this whole thing kind of comes together because it's real. It's heart. It's feeling. It's the love of the game. It's the love for each other. Going together with your team. These kids that you didn't know. Right? You didn't know before the season started. You didn't know these guys. But you you just gained something that's so real that you can't help but to make it so much part of your life. So that's where I realized that in coaching, I'm not just coaching the sport or the skills, but I want to make brotherhood and family part of the fundamentals that I'm going to teach a team. Because that's important to me. And the story that I want to tell and it also goes along with what I've told you um, already is making your goals heard, right? Because if we don't make our goals heard, who's going to hear it? Who's going to reach out to us? Who's going to make sure that we're getting where we're getting? Um, and with that said, there was a moment in time in coaching my oldest son where the door closed on the organization that we were that we were at. Um, again, kind of like the youth ministry, it, we didn't fit really anymore. The way we were doing things, it, it maybe didn't fit. And because of the brotherhood that I taught to the team, I started to realize that I developed a brotherhood within the coaches that I coached with. And so when, my door, when the door closed on me uh, and my son to be able to play with the organization that we were playing with, I still made my, my goal very much heard. I, I used social media. Um, I bugged people. I needed to find a place to coach, but more importantly, I needed a place for my, my kid to play. And so brotherhood became incredibly real. Like I said, through the, through my coaching staff as well, because my dear friend and brother, Jim, Jim Owens, great guy. He reaches out to me. He's like, Hey, Enrique, I got a place for you. And not only for, for Dylan, but for you. 
And uh, so he says, hey, you should come out and check out this, this, uh, this organization, uh, Sumner Valley Wolfpack. And that's where I'm at currently. And thanks to Jim, I got a chance to not only be part of something that elevated what I, what I thought as far as family and football, but I've been able to meet some more brothers along the way and have my son be part of some, some experiences that I've always taught, but can't. I've always, I always taught them, but, but now he can experience it. The biggest thing about becoming part of Wolfpack was the fact that I had seen, I'd come in as a, as a newcomer, let's say, right? Into something that was already beyond developed and part of something real. And it was a family that I, I honestly just sat back and just watched. And it was so great to see my son become part of a brotherhood that had been there from second grade to seventh grade. And it was so strong that he just fit right in. And I was asked to help coach and it was such a, a blessing to be asked to coach under Jeff Coffey, who has now become such a brother of mine through this whole passion of football and coaching, right? It was so cool to see and work under him and see where I wanted to go from here because I came to Valley Wolfpack thinking, oh, I, I've been coaching forever. Like I know what I'm doing. But being part of something so real in what Jeff had developed with these with these young young men, uh, it made it really really evident to me that I wanted to move forward with my youngest son and coach the way Jeff had coached. So then becomes kind of where I'm at today, right? I made my goals heard again. I wanted to make sure I loved Wolfpack so much. I was having such a, a fun time being part of that, that people knew that I wanted to coach. Well, man, let me tell you, when you, when you make your goals heard, people listen. Trust me. I was asked right before the playoffs, or actually the end of the season, hey, do you want to help coach the fifth grade team? I know you're going to be leaving your son's team, but we had an issue and we need a new head coach for, to finish out the season. Are you kidding me? So not only do I kind of get, get to be part of the coaching, like staff of, uh, of this organization as a whole, but it's almost a working interview because I had my youngest son coming up next year getting ready to play football. So wait a second. So you're telling me I can take on a team that's already together, maybe rescue their season. You guys can see that. And then I'm a shoe in to be a coach for my son and, and have the chance to take a team because I haven't had this chance yet to take a team from their start of their journey to the finish. I'm all in. So I took that team. We had three games left. I coached them up. I said, I said, Hey, we're starting from scratch. I hope it's okay. I'm here because I love this. I love this organization. I love football. And heck, by the end of these next three games, I might love the heck out of you guys. We didn't win a game. But still to this day, and it's a couple of years ago, those kids see me on the practice field because, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm letting you know in advance. I, I'm coaching still my younger brother or my youngest son. But they still see me on the practice field. They still call me coach. They still say, hey, remember this, remember that. And it was only three games. So at this point is when it came 
relevant to me that not only am I part of this Wolfpack family, not only have I been accepted, not only have I helped inspire, encourage, motivate, because these kids were kind of down in the dump when I took them over. Because, I mean, think about it. They, their coach, their coaching staff, all that stuff, it just, it was done. And they're like, man, like, because they had it, if I'll be, if I'm being honest, they had a chance to get to playoffs and all that stuff. And um, it was, a, it was a way for something bad to end good. Even, even, like I said, even without any wins, right. They still came out of that saying that, that those last three games were the best part of that season. And that helped me because that ignited, ignited the spark in me moving forward. I did get the job to coach my youngest son. So here I am still part of Wolfpack and I'm coaching my son that next year. And I'm excited about teaching that brotherhood and I'm excited about what they have in store because now I've seen it in so many different ways, whether it be from youth ministry where I started, whether it be what my brother has put in my life and and in my heart throughout these years, not only the experiences that I've had with with my oldest son and his experiences with teams, and then coming over and being part of somewhere where, where he ended his youth football career and where I'm still at. So now to be able to bring that all together and start this new journey, just like you're starting here with me today, with my youngest son in this team, was an absolute blessing. And it's because I made my goals hurt. I followed my passions. I didn't give up. I wanted to continue to not only grow myself, but to help others power through whatever it is that they want to power through, reach those goals that they wanted to reach. So that's it. I'm Coach E. Well, Enrique. And I go by Coach E because a lot of the young kids don't really know how to say Enrique. So why tell this story? Well, because I believe that the stories are important. The stories that, not just my story, but the stories that you're going to hear from guests on here or even your story, they're going to reach people. They're going to help these people press on and find a way through the passions that they have, whether it be sports, family, or heck, just loving people. I tell the story because at certain points in my life, I made sure that my goals were heard. And I want to make sure that you understand that having your goals heard, you've got, you, you've got to speak it so people will hear it. And then you'll get your chance. You'll get your opportunity and the experience. How did you get through it all? Make it all known so that someone that maybe is in that can grow with you or because of your experience and what you went through. And lastly, the family. The family that you create along the way. Like I said, it's not just the sports or the brotherhood as a theme. It's the family that you've met along the way of your experiences, whether it be in life or sports. That's the biggest reward of it all. If it wasn't for the coaches that I've met throughout the way, if it wasn't for the kids that I've coached along the way, or even the parents that have believed in the way I've done things or how I've coached along the way, I wouldn't have a story. I wouldn't have a reason to tell you what I've learned or what I've experienced. But I'm doing it because I truly believe that there's something bigger and better and more rewarding to just coaching or just living life or just hanging out with people just to hang out. Have a purpose. Have a goal. Share those goals with each other. 
Make sure that your experiences and the things that you do in life aren't wasted. Because I truly believe what good are our stories, experiences, struggles, speed bumps, if we can't share the lessons learned or the blessings earned through it all. So I hope this podcast will do that. I hope you'll follow along with our guests, myself, and the stories we may hear on social media when we go live. I just hope that you'll tune in, you'll be motivated, inspired, encouraged, or heck, just enjoy the stories of people enjoying what it is that they enjoy, finding their passions, working through what it is that they need to work through to get to that goal that they wanted to be heard in the very beginning and to meet those passions that they maybe grown up with. So I just want to end the way we're always going to end these episodes on this podcast. What motivates you? What words of wisdom do you have? What verse? What passionate quote do you have that's motivated you throughout throughout the years? And for me, it's a it's a scripture. It's a verse in the Bible, and it's uh, it says, "I know the plans I have for you." Plans not to harm you, but to give you hope in the future. The key word there is, I know. So for me, it helped me press on through, no matter what doors closed, whatever struggle I had, just to know that there was a hope in the future for me. And it's evident today because there's so much hope and so much future in what I get to do as a coach, and honestly, in just leading young men and youth within the community. So with that said, I hope that you were encouraged today. I hope you can take a little nugget out of what we've gone through and what you've listened to. So be sure to keep checking in on our social medias, whether it be Facebook or Instagram. We've got tons of guests lined up, and I'm excited for you to listen to their stories and hear what we have in store for you. This has been Get Real with Coaching Podcast. Much love, many blessings.